Hello, and welcome to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, it's time we had a conversation about time. Okay, a little pun to start our conversation today. I want to talk about time as it relates to the prophetic, especially in the practical arena for those of us who are learning and growing in our understanding of the prophetic. Time is an element that we have to have a foundational understanding of when it comes to the prophetic, especially as we decide to go forward in our definitions around the prophetic. Most of us have a traditional uh, definition or understanding of the prophetic. You know, we, we may be familiar with the prophetic in the sense of, you know, someone in, a, in an old Pentecostal church, you know, giving a future prediction or prophecy of things that will happen in the future. I think of, you know, David Wilkerson as sort of that person that it personifies the prophetic. But I believe that in the church at large, our understanding of the prophetic is growing. And we understand that that's, that is an element of the prophetic, a future prediction, and there's actually a Hebrew word that explains that, and we're going to study that in the future. But for you and I as individuals, we also just need to understand how God sees time. Uh, God doesn't just look into the future. He is, a, he is omnipresent. He can look into the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. In fact, God is looking at us through time because he is outside of time. Dr. Billy Brown says that God dispensed time for his dealings with man and that man is largely confined inside of time. And God, of course, is outside of time because he's eternal. He's he's beyond time. And so sometimes we struggle to understand these things. And hopefully I can break some of this down today and make it very practical and understandable for us. I do want to share a couple of things with you that I'm really excited to share. I want to have a general discussion about time to begin with. So up until uh, the turn of the century, Newton's laws, Isaac Newton's laws, sort of ruled the land in the scientific scope as far as time is concerned. But in 1905, Einstein sort of rocked the world with this concept of E equals MC square, where he basically said that time can be relative, uh, that it depended on where you were in space, and that affected time. And so this was sort of radical thinking at the time, but um, really this gets to the heart of what I want to talk about today. Uh, I want to talk about the two Greek words in your Bible for time and how that applies to us in the prophetic. So first we just need to have a general understanding. Before I talk about time and the two words in our Bible for time, I want to say this that um, a few years ago I was doing a college project. I've gone back to school after many years and uh, we were doing a, a sociology class and then at the same time I was taking a science class and in both of those classes uh, one of the things they wanted me to understand was uh, quantitative data or research and qualitative data or research. And so I want to break down today those two definitions and talk about those as it relates to time and then tie that all into the prophetic. So hopefully this will be something new and and an interesting conversation that we also learn from. And so quantitative basically speaks to quantity. 
so this is uh, this is research uh, that is very data driven. For example, um, in this particular project, you know, we had to accumulate data through uh, measurements and questionnaires and then we were able to make a chart and we were sort of able to analyze the results in, in a way that was uh, data driven and that is what's called quantitative research. Uh, and then we also had what was called qualitative and that's where we get our word quality and so this is actually a little less constructive concrete this is something that's more abstract and so we would do questionnaires and people would tell us what they think or feel well that's not data driven we can't really measure uh, thoughts and feelings we can sort of uh, qualify them and put them in boxes or categories but they're not as concrete as quantitative information they're qualitative so they are a little like I said a little more abstract I hope I hope you can see the difference between those two um, and so we're going to take the application of quantitative and qualitative and now we're going to apply that to time so there are two Greek words in your Bible that relate to the word time the first one is chronos and this is speaking of chronological time. In chronological time, of course, you know, we think, especially in the Western world, of a timeline. In fact, we think of our whole life sort of like one big furled out timeline. You have your birth, you have uh, your school years, you have maybe when you get married, and then when you have children, and then, you know, retirement, <laughs> you know, of course, in the end of your timeline would be death. And so we sort of have this long, furled out timeline. We actually view history oftentimes chronologically. Uh, we think of, you know, all the different, um, you know, the, the Bronze Age, you know, and all these different ages throughout time. And, and so we think of even our history as a long timeline. And so that sort of epitomizes chronological time because everything is in chronology and chronological order. And so we actually we, we use a, you know that kind of ordering for all kinds of things in, in you know our daily lives. And so chronological time. And so that's basically days falling consecutively after one another and you can measure those you know we have calendars and we'll measure them by years and then months and then weeks and then days and then you can get very specific and we begin to measure time all the way down to the second this is quantitative time this is something that is quantity of time it can be measured it's very absolute it's very concrete you know time can't really shift it's set and it's concrete and absolute and let me give you an example of this in the bible so we have this word uh, in the greek in our new testament for time and it's the word chronos and it's tied to the word chronological and this is quantitative time and let me just give you a quick example of quantitative time out of the Bible. So in Acts 27 9, uh, the noun chronos is used for the word time in this scripture. And here's the scripture it says, Since much time, chronos, had been lost and sailing was now 
dangerous. So obviously you could measure this time it's concrete, uh, you know, maybe the tide was up at this time or, or whatever. And so this is a set time. It's chronological and it can be measured and it's absolute and concrete. I hope that gives you just a broad general understanding of the word chronos in your Bible, chronological time. Okay, but now we want to key in on this second definition that the Bible uses for time. And this is the word kairos. It's spelled K-A-I-R-O-S. And this word is very different from chronos. This word is actually qualitative. Just like we said in quantitative research, you know, everything is data-driven. And in qualitative research, it's sort of abstract. It depends on people's thinking and feeling, and it's not really easily measured. And so this sort of also is something that aligns with Kairos time. Kairos time, let me give you an example in Scripture. In Mark 1.15, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time, Kairos, is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. In this example, we see Kairos. So let me give you um, a definition of Kairos, because this really is an immeasurable quality of time. It's qualitative. It's not concrete. It is abstract. And it's really, I, I guess the best way to, to say it is a divine time that has to be experienced. It's experiential. It's, it's abstract. It's not going to be easy to pinpoint a definition for Kairos. So this word kairos is used 81 times. Kronos is only used 54 times in our Bible. And so I just think it's interesting that God uses this word kairos to talk about time. You know, Dr. Billy Brown says that God is outside of time because He's eternal. He's omnipresent. He's in the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. But God gave time or dispense time in his dealings with man as man is confined inside of time while God is outside of time. So I believe another way to say this is that kairos is sort of when heaven time and earth time meet and overlap. And so you could say that when spirit time and, and earthly time overlap or meet and that becomes that divine time that perfect place perfect time right right moment right time for God to connect with us and for us to have this moment this divine moment this is another way I like to describe it so uh, let's just say that we're on a chronological timeline for our lives um, I believe without even realizing it, oftentimes those little marks on the timeline become those Kairos moments. Of course, when you are born, God breathed life into you, and that is a moment marked on your chronological timeline, a Kairos moment. You know, marriage is a covenant uh, between a man and a woman where the two become one before God, I believe that becomes a Kairos moment. And we, you know, we mark that on our chronological timeline. You know, we could go on and on and on with the examples. But I just believe that Kairos time 
as a prophetic people is something we have to have a, a general understanding of, that, that this is not concrete, it is somewhat abstract, and that we do have to have this general understanding that really this is kingdom time, that's the way I like to say it, uh, that this is an anointed time, maybe that's what, you know, a definition that is easier to understand, that this is a time that the Spirit of God is breathed on. And, and, and spoken to you. I believe any time that the Lord is speaking to you prophetically, that it is a Kairos moment. In fact, what, what did we say the definition of the prophetic in its most simplest form is? It's that word Naba, which means to be inspired of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you did not learn it in a book. You didn't learn it from anyone else. The only way you got this information was from the Holy Spirit. And that is supernatural. And that is the prophetic. So it can be something as simple as, like I said, driving a car and the Lord in your mind tells you, do not go that way. And you know that it's not your original fault, that that is the Lord speaking to you in that moment. And there's purpose in it. And I believe, you know, oftentimes if that's the message you get, that it's for your divine protection, that the Lord is protecting you, saying, don't go that way. There could be danger ahead. Or maybe God has an appointment for you up the road that, that you need to go in this direction. And so being prophetic means we basically just hearing or seeing or feeling from the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. It's supernatural communication from heaven to us who are here on the earth. It's that simple. Sometimes I think we just complicate things and we only look at, you know, maybe the, the applications as they apply to the future with the prophetic. Most people tend to tie and connect the prophetic with the future. And that is an element. But uh, God is actually speaking to us in the here and the now prophetically also. So let me talk about some examples out of the Bible. I want to sort of hone in on these topics of time. In Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, the Bible says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, Kairos, because the days are evil. In fact, uh, one, uh, one translation says, making the most of every opportunity. And so this is something that is experiential and abstract. It's not concrete. This is basically saying making the most of every opportunity or the most opportune time. You know, this is something that has to be experienced. It's something you sort of do, if you will, by feel. And so we just, I just wanted to make this distinction about Kairos and give you a better understanding of how God views time and how the prophetic really is a realm that is outside of time. Or, or better yet, it's not confined by time. It's qualitative, not quantitative. And so I just wanted to touch on this concept and bring it to your attention that, uh, you know, like this says, we need to redeem the time. We need to make the most of every opportunity. I thought I would leave us with this. This is actually not out of the Bible, but um, Madeline LaEngle, who is famous for writing the book A Wrinkle in Time. In fact, my children had to read it uh, this past year. We did a book report and watched the movie and, and everything. Uh, she wrote another book later called Circle of Quiet. 
And she actually describes Kairos in this book. And I thought I would read a passage as we get a better understanding. And then I want to wrap it up and, and just talk about some practical application with the prophetic. So let's listen to how she described Kairos time. I think she does a beautiful job here of describing it. She says, speaking of Kairos, that time which breaks through Kronos with a shock of joy, that time we do not recognize while we are experiencing it, but only afterwards, because Kairos has nothing to do with chronological time. In Kairos, we are completely unself-conscious and yet paradoxically far more real than we can ever be when we were constantly checking our watches for chronological time. The saint in contemplation lost to self and the mind of God is in Kairos. The artist at work is in Kairos. The child at play, totally thrown outside herself in the game, can be building a sandcastle or making a daisy chain, is in Kairos. In Kairos, we become what we are called to be as human beings, co-creators with God, touching on the wonder of creation. Wow, what a great definition of Kairos, beautifully written. Um, I don't know that I agree with everything Madeline LeEngel has ever said or even is saying in that passage, but I think she gave a wonderful working definition of Kairos. Kairos is what I like to call spirit time. You could call it prophetic time. You could call it kingdom time. It's, it's not uh, able to be... Quantified. It's not able to be data-driven. This is qualitative. This is experientially driven. This is um, this is sort of uh, God's timing, if you will. And so we need to be able to understand that in the prophetic, time is fluid. You know, God, like I said, is in our past, present, and future all at the same time. Of course, we are bound by chronological time here on the earth, and we don't need to be uh, untethered from that. We have to keep our feet firmly planted on the ground. However, at the same time, keeping in mind that in our spirit, God within us is timeless, and that's how we can call things that are not as though they were, and we can believe God to go back into our past and heal our wounds, uh, even from today's present time, that to be, uh, you know, to be sort of uh, throughout time, that the Lord is throughout time, and He's not confound by time, and so the prophetic oftentimes is, it transcends chronological time, if you will. And I hope that this concept has given you something to think about. I pray that you will redeem the time, making the most of every opportunity. You know, I believe that the Lord is timely and He speaks to us at the perfect moment, at the, you know, right time, right place. And so just something to think about this week. I just pray that God would give you a revelation this week of His Kairos time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so next time I post, you will be informed. Thank you for listening. And also, if you would like to send me an email, you can do so at bethwingate at aim.com. That's bethwingate, B-E-T-H-W-I-N-G-A-T-E, at aim, A-I-M, 
aim.com. Beth Wingate at aim.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and have a blessed day.